are tuned in to the Way of Healing podcast, where we inspire humans to connect more deeply to their experience of life. My name is OJ. My name is Casey. We are connecting with practitioners to talk about the potential of the innate healing powers within. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back (laughs) to the Way of Healing. Welcome back. How's it going? This is our first video episode, and we are so proud to have Tracy Griffiths with us. Hi, you guys. Yeah. And Tracy, yeah. Yeah. Synchronicity-wise, Tracy was our first ever guest on our audio podcast, and it's very fitting to have you back for our first video podcast. So awesome. I'm in heaven. I love that you guys are doing what you're doing and that your team has this vision for shifting and changing yeah. And making a difference. So I'm really honored myself. Yeah. Thank you. Well, yeah. Well, thank you because without you, we probably wouldn't have met the yeah. way we did. Tracy is uh, central to this, to this union, to this journey, to this vision. It's Tracy's school, Life Energy Institute and uh, IPSB, mm-hmm. the Institute for Psychostructural Balancing that brought OJ and I together in the first place. Yeah. And Tracy's also... Uh, the reason that I'm doing the integrative therapy that I'm doing. So Tracy, it's it's quite an honor. We're so happy to have you. We're so happy to be here. And thank you for your beautiful space. It's yeah. a perfect, perfect place to be. Thanks. Yes. Thanks. We had Tracy with the, uh, hey, we're going to video this thing a few days ago. So she <laughs> <laughs> didn't have uh, too much time to that prepare. Seems like a trend for you, OJ. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> He likes to throw the camera in. So we're happy to be on video now. It seems like our audience is wanting to see some of what they're hearing. And we're getting some good feedback even just from what little silly YouTube video we did last week. With one mic off, apparently. That's fancy. We got a fancy setup. We live and we learn. Got our headsets back on because... uh, it helps us know that we're recording properly. So <laughs> yeah, last week, OJ was like, I'm not wearing my headset. And then the editor was like, uh, your mic wasn't on. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> anyway, we're all set up. It's great. Um, and we're going to talk today a little bit about integrative medicine and the future of what we have been calling Western medicine. It is still Western medicine, but we see a shift happening in Western medicine, a welcome shift, Mm -hmm. a needed Mm -hmm. shift. It's sort of like the needle went all the way to one end and now we're scaling back because we sort of have to do that in the journey of things, right? There's a discovery that happens for anybody where on your healing path, sometimes you go to an extreme, you do a cleanse, you do a detox, you do a fast, you do a silent retreat. And in that space, you can come back then and offer more. So what we're finding in Western medicine is that the surgical route, the pharmaceutical drugs route has its place. It's highly effective for certain things, but we're seeing that it's important to also incorporate some more rooted healing modalities, easier to access healing modalities, right? When we do breath work, we need nothing. Mm -hmm. When we do yoga, we need nothing. Tai Chi, same thing. So do you want to talk a little bit about some of the integrative work that you are helping to bring Absolutely. into yes. the mainstream? Yes. So so thank you for that. Uh, the need is here. And what you were talking about earlier, yes, all of those Western medicine processes are needed. 
And what we need to also remember is how do we bring comfort and care to the patients while they're recovering from whatever the procedure that they've had or whatever treatment that they're in. And for the last, well, forever, since 30, 32 years now being in the healing arts, ugh, starting mm-hmm. as a massage therapist, uh, I've had the great opportunities to be in these other organizations like the Urban Zen Integrative Therapy Program, which its main kernel of trajectory is how do we take care of the patient? Mm -hmm. And so this integration of breath awareness meditation gives me a chance to come inside of myself. So I invite you all to breathe with me and then adding mindful movement and helping someone have a better space in their body so they can heal faster. And then we use top quality essential oils, aromatherapy to bring someone into a more calm space, the sense of smell being so powerful and so connected to your frame of mind and your emotions. And then hands-on touch therapy we call Reiki. And this holding space and bearing witness and not trying to add something to this person's experience, but just help them be more comfortable. This, all these things come together and that's really what integrative therapy is all about. So. I can tell you the history, I can tell you what we do, I can tell you what's going on and uh, what I've seen in the different healthcare facilities leading with, mm. leading with. Why don't you tell us yeah. about that? So there's a, an organization on the East Coast that has over 30 facilities and they uh, found a way to employ Urban Zen Integrative Therapists Woo-woo. leading with Young Living Essential Oils as part of the marketing that makes them such a different Hmm. experience for someone to heal from an amputation or they call it subacute care or end of life from, you know, people that are going to go home healthy and better. And so they don't cut corners when it comes to doing the right thing. I love that. Hmm. And that they're using what we have as the attraction for their, their new clients and their new patients. And really making a difference. So, wow, it's incredible. And being here in Southern California, we have the privilege of working with the UCLA healthcare systems and training people like you into this process called Urban Zen Integrative Therapy that just blends all that. So I'm hoping maybe we could take your listeners and viewers through an experience. Mm. Yeah, because Casey then, just started, right? Your clinicals? Yeah, you're doing your clinicals. And for you to talk about what's happened for you in that space mm. and, and a little bit about our training because it's definitely like you said accelerated <laughs> um maybe we have to clank the symbol and call them in you know because <laughs> um, it's really like yeah it's, it's a call to be part of this and it's really powerful and i'm just so excited so i hope i'm not being too vague no you're not being sense. vague but okay. maybe we dive right in maybe we should do a little bit of a breath awareness meditation yeah well we won't move too much because right. we know the equipment we have is sensitive to sound and mm-hmm. we've got do you have an oil an for oil? us what we've got we... valor oh heck yeah very <laughs> strength and fortitude yeah this is one of the favorite blends of that i've ever smelled mm-hmm. most yeah most people really find connection there's spruce in there it's a very grounding oil um frankincense so maybe we'll yeah, so I'll quietly give you a drop on your mm-hmm. left palm and you can pick up the color. 
Oh, it's blue. Yeah. yeah. It's a cool blue color. I like blue. Is that because you're a boy? <laughs> Have you been conditioned to like blue? No. Green's my favorite color. <laughs> hey, heart. So we just slightly, uh, not slightly, gently bring your palms toward your nose. And if you don't have an oil with you, you can just follow along with the direction. So as you bring your scented palms to your nose, notice how your belly rises as you inhale and how your belly softens as you exhale. And go ahead and put your hands right on your belly. And again, just feel your belly rising and your hands expanding on your inhale. And then feel your belly soften as you exhale. And we'll do that three more times in and out. And be aware of that little pause in between the inhale. There's a pause and an exhale. And a pause and that little space, that little pause is so important. It's like your silent retreat for a moment. Inhale. Pause, exhale, pause. And while you're breathing with that awareness, feel your feet on the ground. Notice your toes spreading or are they contracted in your shoe? Just notice your toes. Feel your heels. I'm aware of your calves, the front of your shin. Notice your knees. Observe the bend in your knees as you're sitting in your chair. Feel your sit bones in the chair. Notice the back of your spine, the lower back. Does it feel open or a little tension? Just notice what's there. And again, the awareness at your belly as you inhale and exhale. Become aware of the center of your back and your chest. Notice the back of your neck, even your shoulders. Notice your throat. Become aware of your jaw. Maybe it wants to loosen or wiggle. Notice your ears. Even become aware of the sounds around you. Notice your eyes. If your eyes are closed, can you feel your eyelids on your eyes? Notice your forehead. Your hairline. 
the top of your head. And then mindfully becoming aware of the back of your head, your spine, moving down toward your hips, your sit bones on the chair, the backs of your legs on the chair. Again, visiting your knees. Notice your calves and your ankles and your feet. Feel your feet on the ground. Notice your whole body resting on your chair. When you're ready, if you want to open your eyes, you're welcome to. Noticing your breath, if you want to bring your palms to your nose again and smell your essential oil. Good. If you want to share what happened for you, that would be cool. Impromptu. Yeah. Rajay, do you want to share a bit? Uh, I love body awareness meditations. Um, it's a cool way for me to just check in to see where things are, but also to realize that you're alive, right? You can feel your energy, your soul, your chi, whatever you want to call it. Inside, you can feel the vibration of something inside there. And it's a good way for me to check into, like, where am I holding on to tension? And if I wanted to, I can delve into why. Why am I holding on to tension here? Or you can just say, hey, there's tension there. Nice to see you. I really don't need you there. And you can let it go. So for me, there was tension. And I experienced this before when we did the Watsu session. It was like, I thought that was relaxed. When we went up, I relaxed it. And then we went back down. It was like, oh, there's still tension there, right? There's still tension in my in my glutes and my hips while we were making our way back down. It was like, okay, let's let that go. And then you go through this, and then you open your eyes, and it's like everything just is more vivid, is more sharp in a way. Like you're you're I'm more present with everything around me just by that little, what was it, like five minute, not even five minute check-in with myself. And and it's not a directive to even ask you to relax. It's an awareness. Just notice, become aware, mm-hmm. observe, and then breath awareness in between that. That's a skill, you know, just in itself to be able to guide someone through their breath so they can, exactly what you said, become more present and come inside. And, you know, there's this thing, all the answers are within you. Mm-hmm. And when you're in that predicament of being in a hospital, there's so much coming at you. You don't really have all your wherewithal because of whatever trauma you're in or whatever state you're in that maybe you're not able to make sound decisions. Hey, wait a minute. Maybe I can just pause, inhale, exhale, pause. That's like the cornerstone of urban Zen is that pause (laughs) and recalibrate so I can come back and be more of who I am and have more of my own empowerment inside of that scene. You don't have a lot of power when you're a hospital patient. Right. And most of the time you're on medications and maybe you were uh, had anesthesia and you're coming out and you're very foggy and your body's just undergone something, either some trauma that led you into the hospital in the first place or some pain or some something. So having the awareness that everybody in there is not at their best 
they're not in their best form. They're not capable. They're not, otherwise they wouldn't be there in the first place. I found that so lovely. <laughs> you said, open your eyes. And I wanted to say, Tracy, can we do that every day? Mm. This is the work that I'm doing too, but you it's can. part you can of listen yeah, I to know the you podcast. Can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I found similar to OJ that just that check-in with the body brings vitality and it invites relaxation. We're not demanding that you do that, but it's an invitation to just notice where you're holding. And with deepening of the breath, that invites relaxation throughout the whole body. And I found the word that came to mind fittingly is integration. I integrated my body. I'm, I'm not just my mind. I'm my mind and my body and they work as a unit. They're cohesive, but they get separated. We get in our mind and we separate from the body. Mm -hmm. Can I pop in? Please. Because when you say that, what is the link between your mind and your body? Your breath. Your breath. Mm -hmm. And when you give someone something so beautiful to inhale, a drop of peppermint or lavender or lemon or a, a blend like Valor or Stress Away, or we can keep going, you automatically shift how you're breathing. It comes into a deeper place inside of ourselves mm -hmm. and we can like downshift, like downregulate and catch up with all of the stuff that we're thinking about, the stresses and the worries and come back inside. Like yeah. that silent retreat. Mm. Powerful. Powerful. Or a little yeah. meditation retreat within that is so necessary so we can be functioning humans and respond in a good way without, without coming from that stressor kind of response. It's a, oh, I took that pause and now I'm more effective. Mm -hmm. As a caregiver, as a human, as a whatever, whoever in the world, we all need this. Right. And to recognize how profound an impact, how beneficial it is. And it's such a simple thing. That's what I'm finding with the clients in the patients in the hospital. So I started my clinicals last yeah. week. I'm very excited about that. I, uh, I was there a couple of days ago also. And it's like, there's almost this questioning sometimes of like, wait, this is so simple. Is this really going to be effective? And there was a patient who is himself a neurologist who was in, I work in the neuro ward in the neuro unit, neuro neurology and um, neurosurgery. And he was uh, quoting a study where somebody who was also a doctor himself, but was undergoing treatment found that when he watched comedy on the hospital channel, his spirits were heightened. He felt better. He had less pain. And so then he got research money to conduct an official study on this. And sure enough, something like that was effective, was beneficial. It helped. And so to go in and do gentle hands-on therapy for somebody who has been just been through the ringer, who has been alone under really harsh fluorescent lighting, which is necessary for the doctors and the surgeons to do their work effectively, but who hasn't had the sensitivity and the tenderness that is so vital for healthy healing, right? The nurses are 
busy as they're in there. They have to conduct tests. They have to monitor levels. They have to make sure that the batteries on the machines are staying charged. They have to administer medications and protocol and change dressings and wounds. They don't have time to go in and sit with a patient for 15 minutes and just listen to them. That's what I'm also finding. There's a lot of bearing witness. There's a lot of, I need to share this and you're my audience. And that's profoundly healing. So for me so far, the experience has been bearing witness, a lot of breath awareness, and the advent, right, of using the essential oils is that not only does it smell good, but there is a pharmacological impact, right, on the body, on the system. And that's part of why I was explaining to somebody why, well, you're on a blood thinner, I'm not going to use Panaway because the same chemical constituents that are in the blood thinner are actually come from the wintergreen plant, which is a, an ingredient in the Panaway blend. So it would like, you know, overactivate or amplify the drug. So bringing us all back to the simplicity, the groundedness, the peacefulness, and like you said, it's all found inside and within. But when we're always in our sympathetic nervous system, we don't have the opportunity to sit back and just tune into ourselves because we are being hypervigilant to protect ourselves. So that was, I don't know, a little bit of a story of my experience thus far. It's been really beautiful and people have been grateful and excited. And they'll say like, oh, that's the oil, the oil lady or, you know, and, and a doctor will come in and say, oh, it always smells so good when you're in here. Mm-hmm. I can always tell when you've been in here because it smells so good. So, yeah. yeah. Bringing mm-hmm. nature into such a sterile mm-hmm. environment and the uplifting that you bring with someone smelling something that they love, that's clean, that's pure, affecting the part of the brain where all of our emotional memory and the limbic system lives. And that's that fight or flight. It's all connected. Mm-hmm. So integrative for sure. And maybe one day we'll do the aroma TRE trauma release exercise. Yeah. Yeah. That that would be like videoing at Ipsby, like with a bunch of people. Cool. cool. Yeah. That's Mm. powerful too. I've done that with Tracy. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it's not only healing for the patients, but it's also healing for everyone else involved, right? You guys are holding that space for everyone that comes in and out of that room, the nurses, the doctors, the family members. So yeah, super profound. And we work with the family members. We can we can include everyone who's in the in the room. Mm-hmm. So while maybe our hands are on the patient giving Reiki, the whole family or whoever's there can listen in and follow along with the breath awareness or with in uh, mindful movements. And if the usually when I work with people, they fall asleep. Mm. Like I'm like the sleep angel. I don't know what happens, but they <laughs> fall asleep. And then I'll go work on the mom or the whoever's in the room and give them a session and they they both fall asleep. Mm. And what is needed more than anything when you're recovering is sleep. So I let them know you may fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I'll leave you in a position that's comfortable for you to be okay. And because sometimes we prop people up with a blanket or a rolled up towel. So they have better awareness for their chest to open while they're lying down. It's all about comfort and care. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just incredible. It's an incredible feeling to make such a like you said, a small little drop ripples out, not only for that patient, for their family, the staff, they felt if their patients are happier, they're going to be happier. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just, yeah, 
like perpetuating something beautiful inside something that could be really harsh. Mm -hmm. My mom works at a facility where they take care of elderly people. And um, shout out to my mom. Happy birthday, mom. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Um, they, they have a Reiki practitioner there. Mm. It's a small little home, care home, and there's a Reiki practitioner there that does Reiki on, on patients as well. So Urban Zen is taking it in a direction, and soon after, other places are going to start following suit for sure. Yeah, it's happening. There's mm -hmm. a lot of programs inside of different healthcare facilities, and then what's going on in like the more corporate setting or in schools or rehab centers. It's mm -hmm. not just a hospital that we can right. do this. Right. We all need it. Of course, because it's stress-based, right? Where do we where do we hear the root of disease comes from? Stress, stress in the body. Well, who has stress? Well, everybody has stress, right? We're alive in the 21st century. Um. Right, which is part of why <laughs> laughter and comedy is such a powerful mm. thing because it takes you out of that stress. Yeah, it lightens it. Things can feel very heavy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, expanding this work and it's beautiful. It's like the opportunity to go and work in a, in a corporate office building to work with, I think about working in entertainment and media, right? People who are very in high stress, right? There's a lot of money on the line. There's a lot of like things that could go wrong potentially. And you work very, very long days very often. And so I see this expansion. I see it expanding into all realms until it's in every home. Hmm. I love that. the world uh, yeah it's, it's, <laughs> it definitely is I love like uh, this pivot we were talking about the crisis of the opioid epidemic mm. and the need to have something to offer that's not a pharmaceutical addictive substance yeah, yeah. breath awareness you know um, when you say stress it's like yeah we're stressed and the question is how do we how do we untangle from that mm -hmm these simple tools and the integration of them is just incredible. Yeah. We're teaching um, these classes at the yoga works all over Southern California. There's urban Zen public classes where someone can drop in and they're in a classroom with an urban Zen integrative therapist who's also a teacher and leading a whole room of people through the sequence of, you know, whatever is going on, whether it be anxiety or uh, the need for more sleep or to have open and ease in the joints and muscles to, well, digestion. Yeah. So the three top things in the industry that people are faced with are pain, insomnia, and anxiety. So like that little breath awareness and just a drop of oil and feeling your feet and having a personal practice for yourself is really important. No one's going to do it for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And you might not know that it's possible. That's, that's what so much of this is. That's it's like, right. if you don't grow up in a healing household, right, you have to come to it through stumbling and tripping and falling and hurting yourself very often. And then that leads you on the path of recovery. So yeah, if you are a Yoga Works member, definitely go check out an Urban Zen class. It's similar to, I would say, like a yin yoga Right? Restorative yoga. It, a restorative yoga. And it so there's props, there's blankets. Um, and then it also adds the lovely aromatherapy component. So an oil gets passed out to all of the students. And there'll be a little bit of movement. There'll be a breath awareness, right? Some some meditation. And it's beautiful. It's very healing. That's a wonderful thing. Going back to the hospital setting, are you guys doing yoga in the hospitals as well? There are yoga programs in many hospitals. 
uh, I think UCLA has one there at the Ronald Reagan. I'm not sure exactly all the details about it. Mm-hmm. So ours is more, I mean, it depends on the patient's level of mobility, right? right? right. And for me, working in neurosurgery, I did have a guy who was mobile and I did do mindful movements. We did some wrist. He had had, you know, part of his skull removed because he had a subdermal hematoma and there was just so much swelling. Young guy, my age. And so we were able to do some movements and, you know, he's he was more mobile. And then it just depends. There was also a woman that I saw the week before and it was 50 staples down her spine. She had wow. had a serious, serious surgery in her spine. And then I also got to work in the ICU and those patients for the most part, like this woman was not, you know, she wasn't conscious. She was, uh, so that was mostly a lot of freaky, right? And then using my voice a little bit and connecting to her um, because what, what do we, what do we maintain? Typically our sense of smell, typically our hearing, right? Even if we're in an altered state and we're not totally conscious, that's why they say talk to your Talk to your family members, your loved ones when you visit them, right? Mm. There's a connection. There's a vibration in my voice that's resonating on their body, whether or not they can speak to me or even open their eyes. I'm vibrating. So if I'm sending healing vibrations, then that's going to resonate somewhere on them. Just out of clarity for the, the listeners, can either of you talk about the Reiki aspect of it? Like, what does Reiki feel like when you give Reiki and what potentially can people feel when they're receiving Reiki? Sure. So Reiki is a form of energy medicine, energy healing, that uh, is very simple to facilitate. And it's a way of holding yourself. You know, like this whole thing is about how you hold yourself. And I'm not thinking, oh, I'm going to heal somebody. I'm thinking I'm going to help their system balance on its own by a gentle touch. And the hands are placed, you know, like knees, feet, whatever. In the hospital setting, it's kind of hard to get around the head because they're, they have a headboard. It could be just, you know, holding a hand and having contact and just having a mindful way of placing your hands on someone and sending Reiki. So it usually feels warm. Sometimes there's a tingle. Sometimes people go in a very deep, relaxed space and fall asleep. Uh, they could have like things start moving because their energy is waking up a little bit, similar to polarity therapy, uh, where we're helping someone's system regenerate its own vitality, its own essence. So kind of like jumper cables. Mm-hmm. And I've seen articles where they have Reiki practitioners in the surgical unit I saw that. And doctors sending Reiki before they do a surgery or Whoa. after a surgery. That was in what country? That was a different country. There was an article. I think it was like Brazil or something. It was, it was in Brazil. Central America maybe. And yeah, you you see the surgery room. You see everybody in scrubs. You see the surgeons and you see somebody there giving Reiki. Wow. Doc, Dr. Oz was a heart surgeon and he would have Reiki in his operating rooms. Wow. Cool. Go Dr. Oz. Shout out Dr. Oz. Yeah. So, and it's like thousands of years old. Mm -hmm. So it's again, like we're going back. Right. We need to integrate what has been, you know, handed down and what has been created through science Mm -hmm. and merge them. That's the true integration. Here, here. 
That's how spiral, right? Everything, like that's how DNA, the structure grows. It continues to grow and it takes with it what has come before it and advances it. So, yeah. UCLA saying is East meets best. (laughs) Mm, That's right. I remember seeing that and thinking, oh, that's so catchy. That's so cute. Mm -hmm. And for my curiosity, traditionally when people are taught Reiki, they get attuned to Reiki. Mm -hmm. Are people being attuned in the Urban Zen program Mm -hmm. as well? Yeah, they get a level one attunement so mm-hmm. they can give Reiki to themselves and other people. And there's an encouragement to keep learning and studying and go through more training. Mm-hmm. Cool. Which we're now offering at Ipsby, mm-hmm. right? There's, we, you can do, if you're located in the Southern California area or anywhere and you want to, there's a lot of people teaching Reiki, but I can we have a great personally teacher. vouch for for the teacher at, at Ipsby. Yeah, and the Urban Zen program is taught at Ipsby. It's through Life Energy Institute. Um, yeah, which mm. is Tracy. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a bunch of components. There's a nutrition component in the Urban Zen training. There is a self-care component, which we now, I mean, this is like, you know, the buzz, one of the buzzwords in bodywork these days, or just in general, right? Self-care, self-care, what does that mean? Again, it's this sense of needing to Go in to ask yourself what you need for your maximum potential for your highest path. Because when I'm on my highest path, then that takes me, helps me be with other people and helps me help other people. But if I'm failing, if I'm drowning, if I'm working when I'm injured, or if I'm doing things that compromise my own health and wellness, then I'm not going to be of service. And that doesn't go just for me as a wellness practitioner. That goes for anybody in any industry. Mm-hmm. You're going to do a better job if you take better care of yourself. So what are the small ways that I can integrate, that I can invite health and wellness into my life so that I maintain and then can better take that to others? We have a, a teacher who's part of the Urban Zen training. Her name is Roshi Joan Halifax. Mm. And she wrote a book called Being With Dying which is, again, this bearing witness and end of life is part of this journey. Very real for each of us. We're all going to die. So she has a saying, health care without self-care is sick care. Mm. So that was one of the biggest influences of this whole training coming together was uh, Donna Karen, the fashion designer, Her husband was on his way out and her friends that did Reiki and used Young Living Essential Oils and were yoga teachers and bodywork therapists and nutritionists helped her take care of him. And he found relief through these modalities and he would call them her (laughs) woo-woos, but he appreciated them. And while he was in the hospital, he saw how hard these nurses were working. And he made Donna promise, take care of the nurses, give them something that they can utilize to resource themselves and fill their well up. So that's like another little, not little, huge, it's mm. a huge impetus of what we're teaching. And it's hard to get a caregiver to sit down and take five minutes just to breathe. Mm-hmm. They are on and they... They're in stress mode and totally. and five minutes is is less than yeah. So I had, yeah, I had a great opportunity in the hospital the other day to work with a care practitioner 
who I, you know, visibly I could see signs of distress. I was in the, I was in the, like, not a break room, but just the kitchen getting some water. And she came in and she was breathing kind of short and it was all in her chest. And I could see, you know, a furrowed brow. And, and I just, I said, Hey, like, are you okay? What's going on? She, oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm very frustrated right now. I'm upset. And I said, do you want to do some breathing with me? And so we just, you know, made eye contact and I took her through slowing down and deepening her breath. And, um, we did maybe, I don't know, five breath cycles, six, and she had visibly grounded. She was calmer. Her brow had unfurrowed and she then looked at my shirt and went, Oh, you're the Zen lady. Oh, (laughs) thank you. Thank you so much. I needed that. But it's these super simple things that when we're in fight or flight, we, we can't resource ourselves. Physiologically, we can't resource ourselves because mm-hmm. we're in fight or flight, right? Life survival stuff. So yeah, that's the word that I was looking for before. Physiological, that's what the oil impacts on a physiological level. So um, yeah. What else, Tracy? What else did you want to hit on? And I think we have a couple minutes left. Mm. Or OJ. Anything. Well, what are we up to? (laughs) It's exciting. (laughs) What are we up to? I'll say that if you have a passion for being a change of an agent of change, I guess you can say, Mm -hmm. um, and all of these, you know, the healing way, the way of healing, all of the people that you speak to have this passion probably for making a difference. And I love that you said a little bit. We have this thing in any amount. You, mm-hmm. you, have, you have five breaths with someone. You can breathe in an essential oil. You can shift a little bit. It doesn't take much. And if you have a passion for making a difference, there's a way for you in this. That's what I want to say. There's a way for you in this. So if mm-hmm. your listeners are curious, like, yeah, I've always wanted to be part of the medical industry or I... Like, why am I so drawn to that? There's so many people who have been in the medical industry and they've experienced burnout and they're having a, a like a new way still inside. We've got a lot of nurses that mm-hmm. are retiring and they come back and they become urban Zen integrative therapists nice. or a social worker or a chaplain or someone that's inside of that, that beast called the hospital. Mm. And the good news is that the higher-ups, the people that make the decisions are listening and they know they need it. And I feel so grateful that if you said, you know, 12 years ago when when this all started, Mm -hmm. I had people come up to me after a presentation for Urban Zen saying, the doctors are never going to go for this. The hospitals are never going to go for this. And then this other woman who was an MD at a hospital stepping in and saying, I am a doctor at a hospital and we know we need this. Mm. It's welcome. We bring it. Yes. So mm-hmm. we're getting a lot of yeses, and now we have to keep up with the demand, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. For for people to be placed inside of these different arenas. So I'm excited for the future. I'm so blessed that I get to be in my passion inside of this uh, this wave. We're in. A, we're on a wave, and mm-hmm. we're just coming up to the crest. Mm. We're not even like. T- we're just like Mm-mm. up, up, <laughs> and we're kind of looking over that wave. And some of our users like get on that wave, and they're flying down. And some of them are just peeking up, and some of them don't even know that they're going to be 
therapist yet. <laughs> so hopefully this will help people know what's available and know what's available. That's really cute what you said. Mm. So thank you guys for creating this way for people to find what's available. Of course. You're doing, thank huh? you, OJ. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Go, OJ. Um, and if people want to find out more about Use It, is there a website? Is there contact information? They can go to lifeenergyinstitute.net. Mm-hmm. And there's an Urban Zen little tab right there. And uh, there's the Urban Zen. I don't know what their official website is. So that will direct you back there. So just lifeenergyinstitute.net. Yeah. And if you want to find out more about Tracy and about Polarity and all the other things she did in her story, uh, all the way back to episode one <laughs> on the way of healing. You can find out more about her on there. Yeah. Now we've put a face to a name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I want to just tie in one thing just along the lines of synchronicity, which we've, which is all around us all the time, but there's times when we seem to recognize it more. And um, last night I went to a Dharma talk at a great yoga studio in Santa Monica, Bhakti Yoga Shala. Mm-hmm. It was a free Dharma talk. Uh, a visiting um, sannyasin from India. And the end of her talk, she was taking questions from the audience. And one of the questions was, okay, we look around us, you know, you go a block in any direction, you see people that need help. What can we do? And she was emphasizing that there is something that um, you can either, right, be the change, be the the volunteer that makes the sandwiches for a homeless shelter, or if that's not really your thing, that you can step into the role of producing that, right? You can help schedule these events. Or if that's not your thing either, but you have money, you can help in that way. And so it was this encouragement to take action because the planet needs this now. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have to have it all right to lend a hand and when you start lending a hand, that's taking you into your higher potential and more and more beautiful things are going to come your way. Yeah. So yeah. it like resources you to, to do what you're here, that you're built for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And lending a hand or being of service or whatever it is that got you to want to become a massage therapist or a, any kind of healing arts therapist or wanting to get that message out. It's like, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. Yeah, we send emails out every week. So if you guys want to know when our next or our latest episode's out, we send emails out. But this week we sent one out and I usually put like a little quote mm-hmm. onto the email. And this week's quote was, if you're centered in the truth of what your soul wants, all kinds of magical things happen in favor of synchronicity. From James Redfield. And so... Author of the Celestine Prophecy, mm-hmm. which I just read. Mm-hmm. Thank dun, you. Dun, dun, dun. You're welcome. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for rereading that. I remember seeing that and going, oh, I like that one. Good mm-hmm. pick, OJ. Thank you. <laughs> so we want to thank our listeners. Thank uh, you. Thank you, audience. Thank you, potential audience. Thank you, Tracy, for hosting us today and sharing your wisdom mm-hmm. and your knowledge and your truth. And thank you for being an example of somebody following her dharma, right? Being here to help. And it's really great to study under you. Yeah. Um, you're a very strong mentor for me. So thanks. Yeah. And a uh, special shout out to Mero yeah, who's helping us with the video. <laughs> She's pro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys again. See you guys soon. Thank you. Peace.
Thank you for tuning in to The Way of Healing. We hope that you find yourself inspired. If you enjoyed our show, a gift is to let others know. And we want to hear from you. Please share your feedback so we know how our work is resonating. Make us aware of modalities and practitioners whom we may not know. If you haven't already, please subscribe at thewayofhealingpodcast.com. Our email is thewayofhealingpodcast at gmail.com and find us at facebook.com forward slash thewayofhealing. Remember, a rising tide lifts all boats.